Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hey guys, thanks for all that you do. I appreciate the show. I've learned so much. I had a quick question. I was an investor in GNOG Golden Nugget Online Gaming. I'm just wondering if I should just kind of take my profit off my stock now and then uh, get out. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's a pretty hard call. You know, DraftKings operates online sports platform that enables users to play fantasy games and win cash prizes. So I take the deal because I don't like buying companies or own companies that don't make don't make money, even though I think DraftKings is the leader. Invest Talk. Over 32 million downloads and counting. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-SHARP. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is what is today? August 11th. August August 11th, Wednesday, and it happens to be my birthday. So happy birthday to me. Anyways, yeah, I know it's Wednesday already. That's okay. Um, and the market did it again. The Dow was up, but the Nasdaq down. What's that? Three or four days in a row that's done that? It's odd. Usually the Nasdaq leads the market. That's in a in a healthy bull market. That's what happens, and it doesn't seem like it wants to lead right now. And I'm not sure why. We had some uh, inflation news out. Uh, inflation kind of calmed down a little bit. Remember, inflation last month was up like one percent. This month, it, uh, this and that was June report. July's report was up half a percent. Still a lot of inflation, though. More, It's elevated, much more than it used to be. So, I mean, I mean, is that dragging the market? Is that affecting the market somewhat? Why is it? Anyway, it's an awful interesting situation. So, anyways, on today's program and podcast, I want to thank you for being with me. Our mission statement is the same, independent thinking and shared success. And, of course, I state that to make sure you understand that all the information I provide is as accurate as I can make it. The data I download from various sources give me the, gives me the information that I pass on to you. So uh, that is what we do. We answer your questions as accurately as we can. We want, Hopefully, that it's, it, we provide education so you can help manage your own money and, of course, we do this show because if you can't manage your own money, we'd be happy to do it for you. But it is about you understanding. No matter, no matter if you hire somebody, you still need to know what they're doing. You know, so this show will help provide that knowledge. Okay? And we provide all the information we can without any bias one way or another. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm working today for Judge Klein while he enjoys a vacation is this his normal day working Wednesday? Yeah, it would have been. Yes, it would. I encourage you to contact me with all your financial investment questions, and you can do it right now. We're live. We're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time, every Monday through Friday. So you can, if we can't call during the show, you can always leave the questions afterwards, and we'll, we'll get to them the next show. The number is the same, always is the same, 888 
888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-
are slowly buying it, but they don't have a lot of mutual fund participation. That's probably why it doesn't move very much. Mutual funds drive stocks. Um, institutional investors are the drivers of stocks, not you and me. Um, but the sales have increased 6 to 8% for the last four quarters in a row. I, I think it's a pretty solid company. It, it, you know, it will eventually rise in price. It was $18 in 2017. In 2017, it made 71 cents a share. Now it's going to make $1.32 next year, and here is $11. So I'm pretty convinced it's at least going to get back up to that $18 range in the next couple of years. And while you're waiting, you get 7.4% dividend. I, I kind of like it. I, I think it's a good, good place to be. John, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. My focus point today, concerns... Buy now, pay later loans. They could lower your credit score. No matter if you pay, pay on time. Interesting. So we'll get to that. I think it's something you might want to hear. And do you know what buy, buy now, pay later loans are? Okay, the CPI, I briefly touched, touched on it at the beginning of the show. I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about it a little bit more. Hackers, did you see that? Remember the article I told you that they hacked Bitcoin and different coins, not just Bitcoin, but Polycon was network, which is a facilitator of movement of, of cryptocurrencies from one point to another to one person to another, was hacked and six hundred I don't know, six hundred and thirteen million dollars worth of big of cryptocurrencies were stolen. Well, there's big news about getting some of that money back. I want to talk about how that happened. It's interesting, I think. And Apple is under attack. Well, a lot of big tech companies are, are under attack and will probably continue to be under attack. And probably some of their, their, some of their activities should be attacked. But I want to talk about Apple and the attack that's going on with Apple right now. So those are what we're going to discuss. And, of course, you come first. What do you want to talk about? Okay, and my trivia question today, what most Americans do not know about Social Security. Okay, uh, that'll be coming up at the halfway point of the show. And, you know, we always have a trivia question every day that I do the show. I like the trivia question. So how'd the market do today? Mixed, as I told you at the beginning. The Dow was up 220 points. That's pretty good. The NASDAQ, which was up... Ended down 23 points, and the S&P was up 11. So broader, broadly speaking, the market was up. But this is like the third day, fourth day in a row where tech looked like it was going to be up, but fell. Fell. Why is that going on? And I had a little lesson today on office hours about relative strength indicator, a weekly relative strength indicator, which shows that the S&P 500 is overbought. But not necessarily in the NASDAQ and the Dow, which are close to being on overbought territory, but not there yet. When something is overbought, usually it turns around and goes the other way at some point. How long it takes to do that, it could take a day, it could take a month, it could take two months, Just you just don't know. So you can't use it as a timing method. Timing the market doesn't work. We're headed into a quick break. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week, and our phone lines are open, waiting for your call. 888-99-CHART. 
Summer's moving fast, and you can't afford to lose focus. So have your finance and investment questions ready and call Steve Peasley now. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, thanks for all that you do. I appreciate the show, I've learned so much. I have a quick question. I was an investor in GNOG, Golden Nugget Online Gaming, and then today I read the news, in which I'm extremely happy about because I've been a, a kind of a long-term uh, investor in GNOG, that uh, it was bought out by DraftKings. Now, I'm not as familiar with DraftKings from previous shows. It seemed like you guys uh, were a little bit down on it, saying it's a bit overvalued. I'm just wondering if I should just kind of take my profits off my stock now and then uh, get out, or if I should just kind of wait for it to convert into the DraftKings stock. I appreciate your thoughts on it. Thank you so much. Well, that's a pretty hard call. DraftKings operates online sports platform that enables users to play fantasy games and win cash prizes. Uh, You know, you can't do online gambling, um, but you can do what they just described, a platform that enables users to play fantasy games and win cash prizes. It's not technically gambling, but it probably is. Uh, their growth rate is uh, two, three hundred percent per quarter. And DraftKings is probably the leader. Uh, whenever company A buys company B, I generally tend to say take the profits because you know in this case it was a huge gain for uh, for uh, what's the name of the company Genog, and I probably just take the profits. Why do I do that? Because the deal's not con- consummated. So, the, and when it, there's danger up until it gets consummated, uh, what if the deal falls through? Then the stock drops right back down. So I, I take the profits, even though it may not be, uh, usually those, pr- the price of the stock that's being bought out goes up to about 90% or so of the offer. Now, you maybe miss out on that last 10% if you let the deal go through. So I don't know what the deal is. Is it cash? Is it stocks? I don't know. Um, but let's see, $1.5 billion deal. That's pretty good. By the way, DraftKings is a $41 billion company and doesn't make any money. Sales are great, but it doesn't. So I take the deal because I don't like buying companies or own companies that don't make, don't make money. Even though I think DraftKings is the leader in that space. Listening to Invest Talk, I'm Steve Peasley and we're almost Moving fast through the week, we are almost through the third quarter. Almost. It's a, it, you know, what do we got? Uh, well, it's, no, we're, we're what? Halfway through. August is, you know, into September is into the quarter, isn't it? Anyways. Uh, so, give me a call. Live, the phones are live. 888-99-CHART. Love to talk to you. You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Beasley. He's here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, everybody. Give me a call. Love to talk to you. We're live, and we're going to go to Mark in Morgan Hill. How you doing, Mark? Morgan Hill, by the way, is in uh, 
California, up the coast a bit from me and down from uh, San Jose, down from Silicon Valley. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, um, I had a question about closed-ended funds. Uh-huh. I discovered them about almost a year ago, and I went from investing a little bit to quite a bit, over 200000 now I'm in them, including munis. Um, okay. They're doing really, really well. They're not talked about very much in investment circles, no. and it's hard to get information. So I wanted to ask you your thoughts on them. I, I realize there's risk involved, but uh, so far, so good for me. I okay. just wanted to know your thoughts. Sure. A closed-end fund is neither good nor bad. It's a different type of investment. Okay. Everybody knows what a mutual fund is. Everybody knows what ETFs are. But closed-end funds have been around a lot longer than ETFs, exchange-traded funds. What's the difference is between a mutual fund, an ETF, and a closed-end fund? The closed-end fund has a finite number of shares. It's just, it can do anything that a mutual fund or ETF can do. Follow a tr- follow a uh, an index. It can buy and sell stocks. It can be a bond closed in fund. But being that it has a finite number of shares, like a company, like a stock company, it can sell at higher than the net asset value of the fund's holdings. So. You know, an open-end fund, which is a mutual fund or an ETF, means it always sells at what is the value of the holdings it has. A closed-end fund can sell at a discount to the value or a premium to the value. So you can buy a closed-end fund, and you can pay more than what it's really worth. The holdings are worth less than what you have. Or you can buy at a discount, and the holdings can be more. So don't think that it's really that different of an investment than all the others, other than it can sell at a discount or a premium. Of course, you would like to buy it at a discount because you're getting the stuff that it's holding cheaper than the market value is. But you know, there's nothing wrong with having them. There's no, you know, there's no magic there. It's just that if you buy a good closed-in fund, you you get a good managed fund. There you go. You 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 get the assets that's in the fund. Okay. So don't, you know, they're fine, Mark. There's nothing wrong with them at all. Nothing wrong with them. But you do want to know if you're buying at an, you know, is it trading now? Has they done very well, as you suggested? Is it at a premium to what the holdings are? And maybe you want to, you know, sell some because it's at a premium. Okay? My focus point today concerns a story by the Pele. Buy now, pay later loans could lower your credit score. Do you know what those are? Those are the kinds of lo- loans that you know uh, the store might offer uh, that to you if you buy the stuff and then you pay them. A, it's it's like a loan, but it's not really quite loan like in the fact that you're not paying the interest, but you got to pay the store over the next month, uh, every week, a certain amount, or the next three months. Every month, certain amount, whatever the loan term, whatever the terms are. So it is a type of loan that usually has no cost. Now, if you miss a payment, there's huge penalties. And they're hoping that you'll make a mistake because there'll be huge penalties. Now, some of these loans are reported to the credit bureaus and some of them are not. So, we, you know, they don't necessarily get 
to your credit score. But those who get to your the bureau could, if you miss a payment or late on a payment, it is a pretty good hit to your credit score. So it could, could not, or have no effect on your credit, depending on how they're structured. It's a weird situation. Now, how does... How to, how, there's five factors that affect your FICO scores or your credit scores, okay? Payment history, 35%. Amount owed, 30%. Length of credit history, 15%. New credit, 10%. And credit mix, the types of loans. And so these loans, if they're reported, can have an impact. But many of them are not reported to the credit bureaus. It's a weird situation. Just be aware you know, that it could happen and it could go either way. Even if you're a good payer, it's still because it's a may or may not be reported and all of a sudden it hits your credit score and there's no history of how good you paid, it could affect negatively your FICA score. It's it's a weird situation. So just be aware that it can that can happen. Okay. Okay, here on the Vest Talk. Justin and I have told you many times that you can't expect to have a comfortable retirement if you rely solely on Social Security. It's not enough. But if you've earned it, you should be fully aware of all your benefits, meaning know as much as you can. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Can you name the five things most Americans don't know about Social Security? After break, I'm going to supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to invest, invest, uh, ask your investment question. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members? or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so... Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. 
Shop now at Hero.co. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk alize quiz. 888 chart, 888-992-4278. Okay, so can you name the fine things, five things most Americans don't know about Social Security? So a new study released by Nationwide Retirement Institute found that most Americans are so sorely lacking lacking in knowledge about most basic functions of Social Security. The study was based on a survey conducted by the Harris Poll on behalf of Nationwide Insurance and Financial Services Company. It found that it's indisputable that Americans across all generations need more Social Security education. Here are the five things most Americans don't know. Eligibility age, two in five, or 39% of the respondents, don't know the eligible age to receive full benefits. Payments, just more than half of those not already receiving Social Security, 51%, don't have a clear sense of how much they will get on Social Security income. Spousal and child benefits. 30% don't know that Social Security may offer benefits for spouses and children. Okay, Uh, inflation protection. More than a third, 37%, incorrectly believe that Social Security benefits are not protected against inflation. There's COLA adjustments, cost of living adjustments in Social Security every year. No adjustments uh, no adjustments. 45% mistakenly believe that if they claim benefits early, their benefits will go up automatically when reaching full retirement age, or they don't know this is false. They don't realize that that's not true. If you start taking early, that's the basis you have. They don't automatically go up other than for COLA. So you really got to understand how this works. I'm not collecting Social Security even though I could because I'm waiting until 70 and a half. I'm waiting until 70 to collect my, uh, start collecting my benefits because I'll get a better base. And then COLA after that, just higher. I'm doing it basically because I don't need Social Security and I'm doing it for my wife who will likely, very likely outlive me by many years. So then she gets the Social Security benefits and it'll be at a higher base. Anyway, the study found that many Americans aren't educating themselves about Social Security because they don't think it'll, it, it'll be around when they're ready or need to claim defendant. That's so untrue. Of course it'll be around. Now, the, the belief that it's not going to be there is insane because all it is is money and taxes. They'll just tax people more so you can collect your Social Security benefits. That's what will happen. <laughs> it's not going to go away. Yeah, of course, our federal government has abused it, taken all the money and spending it, but it's still an IOU to you, and they can always increase taxes to pay you, and that's what they will do. So, so. okay, let's go ahead and slip in another voice bank question, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve, Justin, Dave from Cleveland. I'm calling about a stock, uh, utility stock, Dominion Energy, sticker symbol D. 
a large cap company. I picked it up about $70 a share, and I'm looking at maybe a long-term hold, pays a dividend, a yield of 3.3%. Just your thoughts long-term for this company. I listen every evening, and I look forward to your answer. Thank you very much. Oh, okay, I like Dominion Energy. I engage in power generation and electrical services in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. It's going to be around. It earnings go up pretty consistently. Not a lot, though. Its growth is, there's no growth, sales growth. There isn't. It's kind of, you know, the earnings are going to be $4.12 next year, three eighty-seven this year. It was three fifty-four last year. You know, in 2019, it was $4.24. Before that was four oh five. So it's kind of, you know, yeah, it's been growing the last two or three years, but don't expect it growth. It pays a 3.3% dividend, as you pointed out. Has a return of equity 10%. That's okay. Has great cash flow of $7.24. So your dividend is pretty darn secure. So I, I would hold it for the long haul. I, I don't think, you know, I'd hold it for the dividend. It's a good, solid dividend player, payer, and it will probably continue to do so. Okay, this is Investoc, and Justin and I want to thank you for your loyalty. Let's, so let's keep moving and take another question. Yeah, hi. Uh, this is Ron in Northport, Florida. I had a question about when to sell a holding that is doing well. It's really a hard call because the ratings say that the holdings I have could go much higher, but then there could be a real problem in the market. So it's kind of hard to know when to grab the profit. I have some holdings that are in the 20s and 30s, and the ratings say it could go higher, but there's always the possibility of a correction. So when is the best time to know? I mean, do you have to know the company inside and out and feel more confident with it? Because the market sometimes will just wholesale drop, no matter how good the company is. I'd appreciate much time as possible, because this, I'm sure, is a question that a lot of investors have. Have a good day. Yeah, and it is one of the most difficult questions to answer. When to sell something. Um, Warren Buffett's idea of selling is never, okay? But he does sell. Don't think he doesn't. He does. He sells all the time. But his, but his idea of when he buys a stock is to never sell it. So when do you know when to sell a stock? Well... Here's some, here's some reasons to sell, okay? When the position has gotten so big, it kind of unbalances your portfolio, and you want to take some, cut it because you want to rebalance the portfolio down to a reasonable amount. That's a good reason. When the, when the reason you bought the stock no longer applies, Either it's moved in a different direction or the CEO has got fired and now I have a new CEO and they're moving to a different place. A change in management is a reason to sell because you're not confident in that new management. Uh, I like to sell back when the stock is rising and just way overvalued now. I will sell back in that position. I may not sell at all, but you have to understand the valuations. You do not have to be an expert on the company. One way is to, after a strong move up, is put a sell stop of, for some reason. Maybe a breakdown of a trend line, get out. But as you pointed out, sometimes the breakdown is overnight and you just can't do it. It breaks your stop and you're out. 
So selling into a strong rally is a good technique, but not necessarily getting out of the stock, but selling into it. It's very difficult. It's easy to buy, very difficult to know when to sell. There is no one clear answer. There isn't. You should buy a stock with the intention of holding it long term, whatever that is. That's really what you should do. Okay? Well, it seems like uh, we're August is going to go. I mean, we're here in almost the middle of August already. And so, you know, every podcast, I try to point out the benefits of being a client of KPP Financial. So Justin uh, Klein and I really would like you to become a client. But you don't have to because we are trying to teach you. But some of the benefits of becoming a client. One of the things we do that a lot of other uh, registered investment advisors, money managers do, do not do, we buy and sell the same things for our clients as we do for ourselves in all our programs. We have five basic programs, from very risky to not risky at all, very non-risky. And I invest all my money in the, all my different types of accounts, all five. And so I buy and sell the same things for you as I do for myself, the same price, same percentage in each of the programs. So we call it parallel investing. We've been doing it for 20-plus years, and we will continue to do it. I like to be on the same side of the table as everybody else. We will take a look at your portfolio, give you a, give you our opinion, have you uh, try to figure out what your risk tolerance is, and help you decide whether your 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 portfolio matches your personal risk tolerance. We will do that for free, no obligation. We're in Southern California, but we manage accounts all over the country. Be happy to do it. So, give us a call, send us an email, contact us any way you can. We'll be happy to talk to you. Okay. We're going to pivot to a question posted on the iTunes review page. That's coming up here in just a minute. Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. And Steve and Justin, thank you for your loyalty. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Your rating is a vote of confidence that leads to higher visibility and causes more people to discover and listen to Invest Talk. So please tell your friends and family members about the free Invest Talk downloads at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. Remember to include your brief question when you review and rate on iTunes. And of course, your calls are always welcome 24-7. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay. Um, AME, AMED, everybody. That's the stock. Uh, and it's MDC Inc., I've been watching AMED, AMED for a while as a possible play in elder care. They took a dive after the latest earnings report, and I'm wondering if it's time to jump in or the beginning of a downward trend. So, AMED provides home nursing services through 228 health care centers and 48 hospice care centers in 17 states. $6 billion company, does not pay a dividend, its earnings was uh, $6.13 this year. That's the estimate. And $6.71 a share next year. 
It's growing uh, about 10% or so each quarter. Uh, and so it's a $185 stock going to make $6.71. So it tells you it's overpriced. It's, it's too expensive. So if it has any little disappointment, the stock will tank, and that's exactly what it did. Okay, so now it's at $185 from, what, $250? I'd wait. Um, uh, you know, I'd be very careful. If I was thinking about buying this, I'd be very careful at this stage because it's, it's still expensive. It was very expensive at $250. It was high as $325 a year ago. So, you know, just... It's already in a downtrend. It's been in a downtrend for some time. Wait. You want to wait till it starts breaking up until it shows a change in direction in the other way before you jump in. Now, mind you, you know, you talk about 2017, the stock was around $50, $60 a share. So it had a great run, and now it's just giving back some of that run, and it's overpriced. I like where it is because that business is just going to expand, but not yet. Don't be a buyer. Okay, not yet. Okay, well, the CPI was 0.5% for July, up, increase. That was expected. It was 0.9% or almost 1% the month before in June. Core CPI was up 0.3. It was up 0.9 the month before. So inflation is starting to flatten out, but it's running about 5%. (laughs) 5%, which is, remember, it was two, two and a half, a couple, three, before COVID. So now it's double that. So annually, it's running about 5.3%. Now, you do realize that we talked about Social Security earlier. COLA, with inflation running about 5.3% annually, and it's going to be a good jump for Social Security recipients in their payments. So that's nice for them. Really nice. Um, hackers that hacked into uh, poly, the Poly Network and stole, what, $613 million worth of, of cryptocurrencies and different cryptocurrencies, Earthium, Binance Chain, and OxyPolygon. They all were tokens, bit, uh, crypto tokens, $613 million worth. Well, the poly, poly, uh, poly network notified everybody in, on their, on their, on their uh, website to not take coins from these three bitcoins, trying to stop the, the hackers from using them. Well, and also there was a group called, uh, uh, what was it called, uh, White Hot Trackers, who are hackers, okay, hackers that hack for the good, were tracking these hackers that stole the Bitcoin. Well, what happened is the thieves decided to give back $260 million worth of cryptocurrency they stole, and they did give it back. So I thought that was very interesting. So the efforts by Poly Network to try to get those coins back actually is working or did work for 260 million of them. Isn't that interesting? 
I mean, I, I really would like to know the ins and outs of how that really w worked out because I'm curious. But, of course, there still is missing, you know, remember, 613 were stolen, $613 million worth was stolen, and they got $260 million worth back of cryptocurrencies. Anyways, wouldn't you like to know the ins and outs of exactly how that worked? On the Nesson Desktop Program, the story behind the headlines, Apple and Google are targeted by pro proposed legislation. So, we'll talk about that. The story will be on tomorrow's MS Talk. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is always made better when our listeners contribute their questions. So tell your friends and family members they can interact in real time with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein during the Invest Talk live stream program between 4 and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Or they can leave their questions anytime 24 7 in the Invest Talk voice bank. Remember, for live or recorded questions, the number never changes. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Really enjoy your show. Thank you for all the advice you guys do. You guys are great. I just got one question. I'm looking at an ETF, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. It's the ticker symbol SCHD, the Schwab U.S. Dividend Equity ETF. I just wanted to get your thoughts. I'm interested in it, and thank you very much for listening, and have a great day. Okay, so this is a Schwab Dividend ETF seeking performance corresponding to the Dow Jones U.S. Dividend 100 Index. So it's an ETF tra tracking the Dow Jones Index. And I'm okay with it. I don't have a problem with it. But the dividend yield is only 2.8%. You can buy a bunch of dividends to pay in stocks and get a better yield than 2.8%. You can buy the stocks directly, so you won't have any costs that the ETF charges. Now, the cost of the ETF is not expensive, but why pay a cost you don't have to? But then you get, you're tracking an index of 100 different stocks. But I just don't think the dividend is very healthy at 2.8%. In other words, healthy meaning very high. Okay, it's good solid dividend. You'll pay it. It's a good ETF. There's nothing wrong with it. But, man, I could buy you know, 20 different stocks that pay much better than 2.8%. So that's why I don't like it. But if you don't have enough money to get enough diversification to buy that, you know, a good 20, 30 dividend-paying stocks to equal that, and but then you also have to manage those 20 or 30 stocks. So maybe you don't want to do that. So there are reasons to buy this fund. It just doesn't pay a lot, 2.8%. It's not very much. That's my complaint. Okay. Now, tomorrow we're going to talk about the government having uh, taking actions against Apple and other big tech stocks. But there also there's already lawsuits uh, against Apple. Okay, they have there's antitrust lawsuits already against them, and also they're being attacked by big game makers because they don't like the platform or feel that the Apple platform should be an open platform rather than having to pay Apple to use their platform, which I don't think they're going to win that lawsuit. But that suit is coming, the decision is going to be very soon on that lawsuit. 
I frankly think they'll lose. The big game makers will lose uh, because Apple's in the business to make money, and just be, you don't have to use Apple platform. But the argument is Apple platform is kind of a monopoly, which is probably true. But I think the way they're attacking Apple about wanting them to have an open platform, I think that's, that part is going to not win. But the judge could make it much more difficult for Apple. And the point is there's attacks on not just Apple, but Google, Facebook, Amazon, there's attacks on these big companies because they are very monopolistic. You cannot say they aren't monopolistic. They are. And the government should do something about that. Should. And I'm a guy who's a free free economic guy. I'm a free economy type guy. I think that, you know, you should leave companies and let leave them alone. But when they start being monopolies and, and monopolistic, we have to we need open and free uh, economy trade. We need free trade between and free competition and plenty of it to keep the prices down for us, the average schmoes. And when they become monopolistic, you know they eventually increase prices on us. All our costs go up. And these big companies, trillion-dollar companies, are bigger than most countries in the world. They dominate. We we need to not have them dominate, one way, shape, or another. So I think it's going to continue. There's going to be continue aggression against these companies. You know, and probably rightfully so. Anyways, I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Out program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening. And we really do encourage you to tell your friends and family and spread the word about Invest Talk because I do think it's a good educational program for everybody. Okay, now, you can get our podcast free, free download from Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, InvestTalk.com. But, again, iTunes dominates, doesn't it? If you do download with iTunes, please browse and, you know, rate us. We would appreciate that. And you can browse by topic. U.S. labor market, Chinese stock concern, you know, health savings account, any way you want. Independent thinking, shared success, everybody. This is the best talk, and have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered and offered to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein, chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 